Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. So so don't forget about us, Sherry. Don't forget about us. (laughs) We are live, y'all. <laughs> yes, y'all heard us saying, don't forget about us when you blow up, okay? That's that's what we was talking about behind the scenes. But yes, we are here, y'all, for another episode of Becoming Eva. So BE community, I hope y'all are doing great because we're about to continue this Rich Life series. And you know we cannot finish out this series without talking about the money you know we've been talking about rich in relationships we've been talking about rich in body you know and today we're talking about rich in wealth with the amazing sherry denard so we're excited to have you this morning Yes, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, before we dive into learning more about you, we're going to talk what's trending real quick because this topic came up and I was like, we cannot have Sherry on here without talking about this topic, okay? So some of y'all may or may not have heard that Tyler Perry recently, uh, he went viral because he was talking about how women should marry for love versus money, especially in this day and age, we've got a lot more women that are making more money than men um, that are considered more successful than their male counterparts. And and so he was like, you know, if a man can, you know, take care of you mentally and emotionally and support you the way that you need to be supported, it shouldn't matter how much money he's bringing to the table. So needless to say, it, it sparked some conversation, sparked some dialogue. So, uh, yeah. What do y'all think? You want to start with me? I mean, hey. I'll get in the hot seat first. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, my initial thought on that, there is no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. I think it really depends on the individual and what you're looking for. And what is your definition of peace? Got it. You know, what does it look like? I mean, and mm-hmm. what are you going to relinquish if you are trading in peace for money? Mm-hmm. If you can have both, that's great. But, you know, I think you should, you know, um, strive for peace and um uh, what is it tranquility yeah that's real serenity (laughs) all of that all of that yes i mean mean, peace to me is paramount Mm -hmm. and so you just have to decide what what do you value most that's good Mm -hmm. that's good i agree with that and i feel like with money it comes and it goes Mm -hmm. even if you are a billionaire anything can happen i like when Kanye was in the news, yeah. and then like people just start dropping you. Yeah, make or even Will Smith mm-hmm. um, when all that the slap happened. Mm-hmm. People were pulling him from yeah um, being an actor for different movies. So I feel like money can come and go, and that right. should not be your your goal and your mates. No, that should be, it. Definitely should not be the end all be all to why you choose a mate. Um, money does not equate to happiness mm. and you Tell have it. to understand that if you don't have that connection with that partner, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, emotionally, um, you, the money is just going to be another thing that you have to overcome. If he, the money goes away, then yeah. what? does the love also go away? 
Mm. Um, so if you're loving him just because of the money and you're signing up just because of the money, what is the longevity of yeah. that relationship? Yeah. I mean, really, what do you really have? Right. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta play angels advocate for a minute. Cause I, I, I agree. I agree with y'all, you know, Mary. And honestly, I would go a step further to say, you know, not only marry for love, but marry for purpose. Make sure that y'all are, you know, working towards a common goal together, mm -hmm. you know, aside from just marrying for money. Uh, but you know, you've got some women out here saying, okay, well, I'm trying to marry for love, but how do I avoid these scrubs? Because there's really scrubs out here yeah, yeah. that they know how to put it on you. They know how to say and do all the right things, but they laying on that couch. Tell my baby, <laughs> what, what we going to eat? What you going to do? And you find yourself, you know, bringing home the bacon, cooking it, and they just, you know, laying on the couch doing whatever well, you know all, why are they on your couch well right. all right all right let's talk and about that you know why are you attracting couch? those type of men in your life you got to do some reflection mm. like, what are you putting out there that mm. that type of man in right. your life y'all right. then came out the gate preaching y'all they didn't came out the gate preaching <laughs> i don't need to add nothing to that just think on what they just said you know and find that find that middle make sure that you are you know that you're whoever you're with regardless of how much they make they're motivated just like you're motivated you know right. they're ambitious just like you're ambitious they're educated just like you're educated you know regardless of how much money they may or may not make so right. i yeah i just wanted to put that out there but y'all y'all have anything else for what's trending before we move on no i think i'm good on that wow i know i came in hot y'all i came in hot i forgot okay, to ask morning. how y'all doing y'all okay. how, how you ladies doing <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so last year, if you guys remember, I don't remember which season or episode it was, but I talked about the innovation grant, grant that I wrote for our school. And I did, um, we were a recipient of the grant. And so this year I've been tasked with spending the money yes. for the initiatives that I put in the grant. Yes. So, it's been a lot of pressure. Mm. I've been having to like step out and lead even more. Gotcha. <laughs> even though I'm in the position of a type of leadership position, but I'm also like leading these different initiatives. So mm -hmm. it's very new territory for me. But one of the first events um, that we're doing is called Art in the Park. Yes. And we are doing it at four different locations. So Ooh. I was able to send out a survey and like gather teachers, um, teacher support yeah. to do the different events. So I'll be at the West Side Atlanta Park, mm -hmm. and then I'll have a group of teachers at Coving in Covington area, one in Savannah, mm -hmm. and then one in Roswell. That's so huge. We'll I'll be doing um, kind of like. You know how you do sip and paint. Mm -hmm. So I'll be leading like a paint session. And then I've got some other teachers doing like some artsy sessions and stuff like that. So I'm I love it. That. That's <laughs> huge. Four different locations. What in the world? <laughs> wow. Yes. Who oh, congratulations. Yes. Wow. I just feel like um, maybe I put too much. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, you know how you you have these goals yeah and, like 
people know about it. And so they're like expecting you to follow through. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a lot of eyes. Yeah. On me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But God's got it. I mean, he would not have allowed you to be awarded the grant if he was not going to go before you and prepare the way and put everything in place. So and shout out to Sam Flex. Um, yes. They, you know, I wrote a, le- a donation letter uh-huh. sending out to several businesses to see if they would donate paint Mm -hmm. and canvases and so the person that was helping me send out the letters asked like well sam wants to donate some stuff like Uh how many canvases do you need and so i hesitated girl with the number but i was like well they may and so i said 80 canvases and paint and they were like sure Wow. All 80 canvases, tons of paint. All right. Able to divide it between the four different locations for the event tomorrow. So that's amazing. I'm excited to see everything come together. Yes. (laughs) Shine, Toya. Shine. No, I love it. Shine for real. This is amazing. Please let us know how it goes. That's awesome. Yes. And Miss Sherry, how are you doing? How's your week been? Doing fantastic. It's been a busy week, yes. which is a good thing, right? Yes, it is. It is. Exactly. That's how I feel. When I can when I can be productive and check things off my list, then I'm I'm feeling good. So yeah. yes, same here. Very productive, but very fun. And uh yeah, I'm just going, putting one foot in front of the other, trust in the Lord, and you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens next. So y'all stay tuned. So as I mentioned earlier, we are in the middle of our Rich Life series and our amazing guest was the recipient of the Rich in Wealth Award at the Rich Girls HQ brunch, Black and Brunch, uh, Brunch and Black, excuse me, that we attended a a while ago, several weeks ago now. But all that to say, we want to hear from you as far as uh, there was a lot of conversation about what's your rich life. So I would love for you to kick us off by talking about what do you, what is your rich life or a, a vision for one of your rich lives? Because, you know, there's so many different aspects to it. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, thank you for having me. here. Today, I appreciate the opportunity to speak on your platform. I was excited to be here today. Yay. And um, let's, let's go back to the rich. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want people to equate that immediately to money. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's only part of it. Um, but rich as dubbed by the rich girls HQ, which mm-hmm. is where I met you ladies at this mm-hmm. event. Great event. Great yes. I mean, it was amazing. Incredible. It, just, it blew my mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was great. Um, but they, they dub it, um, ready to invest in change. And yes. And so that resonated with me. And when I think about it from that perspective, what does it really mean for me as far as rich thinking mm-hmm. and not so much from a, a monetary standpoint? And so for me, it's just really um, focusing on building that relationship or deepening that relationship with God mm. and um, really honing in on the things that I have, I, I think are a gap, mm-hmm. um, you know, studying the word more and just really practicing what, you know, he says you should be doing. Yeah. And um, and that's building relationship also with other people and enlarging your territory that way. So, you know, I think once you you know, focus on the right priority, which is his will and not your will, everything else will follow. So that's what I would say as a definition for a rich life. I love it. Um, look at how you can enrich others, mm-hmm. not so much how you can enrich yourself. And that starts with that relationship. That's good, y'all. Focus on how you can enrich others, you know, and then focus on how you can enrich yourself. That mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. 
Good stuff. Wow. <laughs> well, Toy, you want to give a formal introduction to our yes. special guest? So Sherry Denard is a State Farm insurance agent. Sherry was born in Oakland, California to a naval family and relocated to Phoenix City, Alabama after the loss of her father at the very young age. Being the youngest of four siblings, she's always had a giving spirit and mm. willingness to help others. As of June 1st, um, she is dual licensed to, pro to provide insurance for adjacent states in Alabama and South Carolina. And she's also alumni of Alabama State University. Albany State Albany, University. Albany, sorry. <laughs> Albany State University. <laughs> Sherry received a Bachelor of Science degree in business management with a concentration in labor relations. She later earned her Master's of Science degree in business manage management with a concentration in leadership from Troy University. She is committed to and passionate about educating others on the value of having protection and financial stability for themselves and their families. On the family frontier, <laughs> Sherry has a loving husband with a blended family to include five uniquely beautiful wow. children. Yeah. Um, she enjoys cooking, interior interior decorating and spending quality time with her family she firmly believes that all things are possible if you put forth the time and effort amen wow that's impressive <laughs> <laughs> i know when you hear it when you sit back and listen you're like very I love yes. it. Well, we're going to get started and talk about your origin story because we want to dive deep into just, you know, how you evolved to where you are today. Well, how did I mean, so multiple steps brought me to where I am mm -hmm. today. And um, and you said some of it in the bio, you kind of scratched the surface. I was born in the, on the West Coast along with my siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, my, baby, my dad was in the Navy. And, um, you know, he died actually when my mother was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. And uh, based on the math, I have to believe I'm not even sure if she knew she was pregnant with me at the mm. time because it was that early on. Mm -hmm. So it was like maybe December, I think January time frame. And mm -hmm. I was born in August. Gotcha. So I didn't really have the benefit of knowing what it was to have a father figure in the home because mm. she never remarried. Mm. So I can only imagine, you know, for her how how difficult it was. Um, as a single parent with three yeah. small children and then one now, one on the way with a, you know, and your widow. Yeah. Um, and so she ultimately moved back to Alabama and that's where her village was. And uh. I'm glad, I mean, God orders your footsteps, right? Mm -hmm. So no regrets there. I'm really glad of that. And, um, and we had the opportunity to be raised in a, a more smaller, quaint environment. But that did not come without its challenges. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, having a mother that had gone through such a trauma. And it's not, I'm not going to take a deep dive on what the happenings were, mm -hmm. but just know there was a lot of trauma involved with that loss. Yeah. And, you know, back in the 60s, when, you know, when this, when this happened, um, there just wasn't a lot of help for her. And, you know, she rightly deserved that. Mm -hmm. She's one of the most strongest, stoic, beautiful women that I know, but she's wow. very reserved. And I think there are a lot of walls that came up around that loss mm -hmm. and it caused her to go into this um this space, I'll say. Mm -hmm. And so she really, she was present, but not, not always present for us kids. And so that brought some challenges in the way we were reared. Um, 
And so I don't, you know, I think there's a reason for everything, right? Absolutely. And, and, and I, I and I share more and more about that. I think as I as I'm on these type of platforms, just so other people can see what's possible. It's not where you start; it's where you end and where you're going. So you don't want to be a prisoner of what happened. You want to be a warrior and someone that's victorious, so that mm. others can, so you can cre create that blueprint for others to follow. Absolutely. Um, life brings about choices, you know, um, and you can choose to stay stagnant, or you can choose to rise above your situation. And you know, for me, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Definitely, I've come uh, come <laughs> along some bumps and bruises in the road, mm -hmm. and had to learn a lot the hard way. Um, but I thank God for a father in heaven yes. um, that, you know, loved me enough to to make sure that I didn't stay on the wayside, so to speak. Um, hopefully that answers your question. Oh, so I, I was raised in Alabama. Let's go back to wow. that. Um, I started my collegiate career um, at Tuskegee University. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, hold on. I know she was like, I didn't end it there, y'all. I didn't end it there. But hold up, hold up. I mean, Tuskegee is a wonderful HBCU, mm -hmm. by the way. And I just wasn't focused. Mm. So that goes back to that foundation, you know, coming from a home, not having that discipline yeah. and focus that I needed to garner from. Mm -hmm. um, and you think you know everything as a teenager, mm -hmm. right? And you really don't. You really don't. And so, you know, they were partying on a Thursday like it was Saturday. Yeah. Then, and then that's, that's when the weekend started in college. Actually, college. Wednesday <laughs> started on Wednesday. But, you know, yeah, yeah. So nonetheless, I had to pull back. Mm -hmm. and, um, I ended up getting pregnant in my third year and we got married. This was my um, college sweetheart. Okay. And, you know, we were young. Mm -hmm. We moved to Albany, Georgia. And that at that point, I enrolled at Albany State. So not in the right order, but it happened the way it was supposed to happen. I Absolutely. Um, but, you know, the immaturity got in the way of the relationship. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, in my 20s, I was a lot different person. And I thank God for maturity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it didn't work out. And we had two beautiful children as a result of it on mm. um, that marriage. So, so no, no regrets. Yeah. Um, Let me ask real quick. Yeah. I, I know it. I can only imagine, I should say, that it takes a lot to when once you, you know, experience a, a I want to say challenge, but when you, I mean, basically your life was turned upside down. Third year in college. Yeah. You're expecting a baby. Yeah. What? um motivated you to keep going as it relates to school because in a lot of cases people are like okay that's it that i don't have out. time yeah i gotta tell you when i looked at that little girl mm. and she was a preemie by the way she was only three pounds seven ounces wow and i had a, a mini stroke and mm. trying to have her and wow. so i didn't see her for a week okay but when i tell you when i saw her in that incubator and i thought to myself i'm responsible for her mm. So this is no longer about me. Yeah. You know? So that's what needed to happen for me to change course mm. and see things differently. Now, it took me a longer period of time to mm -hmm. obtain that a group the degree. So there were some there were some I won't mm -hmm. say I'm going to say drama and drama is mean, a choice, ladies. You, well, can I say that's that? a whole nother topic, y'all. <laughs> say that one more time. Drama is a choice. Mm. All right. In my 20s. I didn't value myself enough to know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I partook in the drama, right? I even threw balls and you know, hey, you know, I was throwing mud too. <laughs> so, but then I had to I had to pull back. Yeah. And it took a long time for me to get that because you allow your emotions to lead you in the wrong direction. Yeah. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> you allow mm -hmm. if you allow your emotions. 
to lead you on a leash. They will lead you astray. I hope y'all picking up what she's putting down, y'all. So she dropping you know, some gems. And again, you know, let's go back to childhood mm-hmm. because there's a lot there that I didn't get from the home mm-hmm. that I had to figure out on my mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with sharing my yeah. boo-boos <laughs> in hopes that other women or girls, little girls, yeah. I don't know who's hearing this today. Maybe someone that needed to hear this will say, you know, why am I answering the phone for nonsense? Or why mm-hmm. am I deciding to settle for less than God intends me to, mm. you know, it's a choice. Wow. And so when I decided, ultimately, it took me in my thirties, actually, um, to say, you know, this is enough. I've wasted mm. enough time. I'm wasting your time. I'm wasting my time. You won't change. I want better. Mm. Why am I expecting you to be something other than what you've shown? Me? Wow. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. So, like I said, I wish him well in life. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I just. It's yeah. a choice to break bread. I yeah. choose not to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just have to decide to move on. Okay. You know, you have to move on. Well, that takes a lot of guts and grits and courage mm-hmm. to have a, a, a child or children and then still go back and pursue those degrees. Yes. Like right now, I'm in school. Yeah. <laughs> With four kids. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how you're doing. <laughs> Why am I doing this? It's myself? real. I, I yeah. asked myself that twice or at least more <laughs> a week. <laughs> like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> but it's hard very, very to hard. have kids and going to school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Woo! And by the way, my second child is special needs mm. and, and nonverbal and come with behaviors. And it's yeah. been quite a ride. But I tell you, having her, I've, I've seen so many things through her eyes that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Because children like my angel, I like to call her an angel. Because yeah. she really is an angel, even though it's been difficult. Um, to see the world through her eyes, I see how innocent and how she doesn't care about the things that, like we talked about money earlier she mm-hmm. cares any, you know nothing about that kind of stuff and i i believe that's how god wants us to yeah approach it wow. and approach him as children mm-hmm. um, and and stop worrying about these things that don't matter mm-hmm. they don't build they don't build that that those gifts eternally yeah you're building right. treasures here on earth but mm. not eternally and yeah. so for her, she's been a blessing to me. And I, I mean, gosh, children are a blessing. My oldest child is a blessing. Mm-hmm. I just, like I said, for me, my whole life changed at that moment when I saw her. And so she was my why, my purpose. And I didn't want her or or my children to look outside the home mm-hmm. for a role model. I wanted them to see what was possible by my my own will, you know, wow. not by others in the street. Yeah. I needed to be that example. So here you are in uh, divorce with two children at this point. Mm-hmm. Had you finished school already? No. Oh, wow. So you no. were still in school. I was in now a single school. parent. So, all right. So there's some in between stuff. Okay. I feel like I'm giving y'all the book. Hey, hey y'all got it here first. Y'all, if you, if you logged in early, that's what we was talking about saying, Sherry, don't forget the little people. That's yeah, it right there. That's it right here. Hey, okay, go this ahead. This is a full body of work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's got their journey, like I said, and I partook in the drama. And mm-hmm. it, and the, the funny thing, is, I won't say it's funny. The blessing there is, is that God will allow you grace mm. 
to bump your head yeah. multiple times if you want to. So don't get it twisted just because you're bumping your head and nothing happened. Oh, I'm just bleeding a little bit. Mm. If you decide to keep bumping your head, so be it. He'll let you do that. Mm. But if you decide that you want differently, yeah. when the door has been open the whole time, you can walk. You can go around the door. You know, you can go. Yeah. Around. So I bump my head a lot. Mm. And um, like I said, it, it just, I don't know, something is like a V8. It's not getting V8. It was like, I don't have to be doing this. Mm-hmm. So that being said, yes, it was very difficult. I was divorced. I had the two children. I made a decision mm-hmm. to work in a production um, area in okay. pharmaceutical. It was safe. Mm-hmm. It was safe. It provided mm-hmm. me benefits. It was an honest living. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to you know, put a roof over my girl's head. Yeah. You know? And I was actually, I was still married at the time when I made the decision because okay. I saw the road ahead. Mm. I, you know, he just was, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. I won't go there, but we got you. I needed that, that, that security knowing that I can take care of me and my girls mm-hmm. no matter what happens here. And so I did that. And so you become complacent. I called them the golden handcuffs. Mm. So I did that for five years and it probably shouldn't have been five years because I became complacent because the money was coming. Although I was sacrificing my nights to do it. Mm. I was sacrificing my weekends to do it. Mm. And it took a shakeup in my life for him, you know, for me to stop doing that and go back to school with more fever, okay. um, more purpose, um, intentional. Um, and, you know, that's again, that's the book. Yeah. When that shakeup happened, it made me see because I had to I had to I had quit my job. OK. And um, and when I quit my job and then I decided I'd go do something different. I realized that when I was filling out those applications, I had to check high school. I don't care how many years of college you got. Mm-hmm. When you're filling out the application, you mm-hmm. have to check high school. And so your possibilities are. Yeah, <laughs> it shrank. Mm-hmm. It shrank. And when I when you know, it's a sober reality. And so when I realized that, I was like, oh, we got to change this. Yeah. So you get that degree. It's just I got to change this mm-hmm. narrative. This is not the life that I was intended to live. And so I went back, they rehired me, but at a a janitorial position in my twenties. Wow. And I said, you know what, this is humbling, but this is the lesson I got to learn here. Mm. And I learned a lot. (laughs) I learned a lot. I learned about, about myself, um, you know, what it is to start over, and there was a lot of reflection time there, but it allowed me time to go back to school because mm. I did. I wasn't working the weekends now. I work. I wasn't Got working it. at night now. Mm-hmm. So I took full advantage of that time mm-hmm. to reset, restart. Wow. So many nuggets of, wow. I did not know mm-hmm. you had all of this in mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. And I met you. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people Thank don't Thank you know. for letting us in. Now, okay, now, before okay, before we get, because we are going to talk about money, y'all. We are going to talk about it. I want to talk about how you eventually met your current husband and what it's like to now have a blended family. Wow, I'll call it fate. Mm. There aren't accidents. And so I relocated to Georgia coming from Virginia. Mm-hmm. You may not have known that either, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was working at the pharmaceutical industry in the pharmaceutical industry and mm-hmm. it led me to Virginia and I was there for six years. Um, and you know, my daughter had graduated from uh, high school and was in college. And I was like, there's really nothing else here for me to do. Check the box. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other things again, wait on the book. And I decided <laughs> I wanted to be closer to home, mm-hmm. you know? So I started seeking positions in Atlanta 
area and I kept getting to know, kept in it, you know, and, and I almost given up and I, you know, I almost decided, you know, this is where I guess I'm going to be. It's cold in the winter. This ain't no place for an Alabama girl to be, but okay, this is where you want me, Lord. And just when I was about to give up, um, I got a call and I was in the parking lot at a grocery store saying, hey, you still open. Mm. They had interviewed me like six months prior. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't give up, people. Mm. Don't give up on your dreams, six your hopes, your months. prayers. Almost six hours. It could be more. It could be more. It was a while because it, the job had frozen. Mm. And so don't quote me on the six months. Gotcha. It felt like a year, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so everything started just happening real fast after that. Now, mind you, this was familiar for me because I've been with this company for over 20 years mm. that I was getting ready to say goodbye. And so if nothing else, you guys take away from this, lean into discomfort, lean into discomfort. And, you know, sometimes the familiar will hold you back. Um, you got to be open to trying something new. And even if it doesn't work, you learn something from it. That's but good. you will never know if you don't try. So don't be afraid to try something new. So I moved from Virginia Drove all the way down here. I remember it was September the 23rd or something like that. Wow. wow. I'll never forget it because it, I was it was like a change. It was a it was a change of chapter. Mm -hmm. It's like you flip the chapter. You're in. This is a new Turn story. Turn the page. Turn the page. It's a new story. Anyway, with that being said, um, how did I meet my husband? There's a reason why I said that. Change is difficult for our special population. And so when I enrolled my daughter in high school mm. and the special ed program, I was constantly having to go over there because they were calling me mm. all the time. Now, mind you, I just started a new job. Yeah. Like that, you know, uh, but, you know, but God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I kept driving over there to kind of see if I can help them mitigate the situation with her. Um, the behaviors were on 10 and, you know, maybe 10 plus even. But anyway, I'm there focused on one thing. I'm coming in and out, coming in and out. And then one day this teacher or parapro was like, kind of like, hey, see me. And he was like, well, you know, really, really saying more than what, you yeah. know, I was like, why, why are you in my face? I'm here. <laughs> <you know. laughs> what do you want? What do you want? I mean, wow. I'm here. What do you want? You know, I'm feeling, I'm in my feelings because I'm like, I'm already here. What else do you mm -hmm. need? You know, if there's anything, you know, call me here, blah, blah, blah. So here's my work email. Mm. anything that's you know if there's an issue with her whatever you need send me an email and so he was sending an email before i got back to the office i think <laughs> so it kind of oh. it kind of went from there and um mm. we became fast friends and this he could relate because he was uh, kind of hired to help with her got it um okay. and so it just kind of blossomed from there friendship wow. you know, just went from there. so you just never know when you're gonna meet your boys right <laughs> that's such a beautiful story isn't it so he was like an assistant teacher or a teacher? He was trying to get into the teaching field. So he was in as a parapro. So he was assisting in helping mm -hmm. your daughter mm -hmm. even before you guys yeah. made it official. Yeah. He knew that her before you knew amazing. <laughs> that is so beautiful. It is. And, and just giving up on love. I mean, to be honest, wow. I had at that point in my life, I decided, you know, clearly I can't pick right mm -hmm. <laughs> My pick is off. I, I, my pick is off. I don't know how to pick it. I didn't see right in the beginning. So maybe I just need to stop this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just never know. Just as soon as you wow. close the door, God says, oh, I got something else for you. Yeah. And so here you are with two children, two daughters, mm -hmm. and he has three children. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. So what is it like having a blended family? Well, the, his children live with their mother mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they were, I want to say tweens by then. And, you know, tweens are very difficult to by uh, nature. By nature. <laughs> just by nature. So even if they're yours, they're difficult. So if they're not yours, imagine, you know, you just you can't do right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just kind of get in where you fit in. And, you know, I you know support my husband and whatever he wanted me to do in that situation. And you just have to let it evolve. You can't force it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if someone gives you their behind the kiss, so to speak, I don't do that. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I, just, I don't do that. I don't mm -hmm. do that. When you're ready to have the relationship, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. I don't harden my heart. I yeah. realize it's difficult. And so you have to give the children time to adapt. Absolutely. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but you have to give them that space to mm -hmm. do that. Wow. And sometimes it takes a long time. I mean, I can speak from experience with I grew up in a very blended family, and then uh, my biological dad, he lives here, and he got remarried. He wasn't really in our life at all um, mm. growing up, and so he got remarried, had like a family of his own, and so when I finally met um, the new wife and the new family, uh, man, I could say maybe maybe 10 years ago we finally started having like a good relationship like yeah. me and my stepmother so it took a long yeah. time for yeah. us for me personally yeah well it's on both ends for us mm -hmm. right because my daughters now their biological father has a wife mm -hmm. and has had a wife for a long time gotcha. mm -hmm. and so that's that's still uh, a challenge for me, not so much because I still love him. It's not that. And this is, again, going into a chapter that I've not yet written, but um, the relationship with one kid over the other, because you got that's one child real. with special needs and you're not visible. Mm. That's a problem for me. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's not yeah. that I have feelings for you anymore. I'm well beyond that. But if you treat her some kind of way, I'm going to be some kind of way towards you. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple wow so it, it it gets complicated when you have a blended family and um <sighs> yeah i want to ask first off um is there any uh are there any tips or words of wisdom that you would give to those that are raising children with special needs wow it takes a lot of love patience mm -hmm. and um you know get those resources and lean on um support mm-hmm and that's something that's not natural for me, actually. Mm. And maybe that's the way God is, you know, dealing with me in some mm -hmm. areas where I have deficiencies. I don't I don't do well with asking for help. Mm -hmm. And I have a circle of people that tell me that all the time. So it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll stress myself to the heel before mm -hmm. I ask somebody, hey, you know, I'm already drowning. But hey, can you send mm -hmm. me some help? So, you know, be OK with asking for help. And, you know, leverage the resources that are out there because there's a lot of resources out there for parents. Um, you know, if you're making a high income, for example, you can get a waiver. Um, you know, understanding when you're going through different stages of this child's life, mm -hmm. you know, you got to get, um, what do you call it? A, not power of attorney, but a guardianship. Got it. Because um, mm -hmm. some people don't think, well, this is my kid and mm -hmm. they need me. Why would I need to do that? Yep. When so when they wow. become adults. When they become adults, you mm -hmm. have to get the house. You got to get a, all of that stuff um, because you're going to have to speak for them. Even though they wow. can't speak for themselves, mm -hmm. they're, still, they're still an adult in the eyes of the law. 
So there's different stages you just need to be on top of. Mm -hmm. Don't let it happen to you. You make sure you're proactive about getting mm -hmm. those resources because if God forbid something happens to mm -hmm. you, you need to make sure that you've done the legwork for that child in advance. Mm. So they have the resources, they have the yeah. waivers, they have the, the disability benefits coming mm -hmm. in because God forbid something happens to you, you leave yeah, it for they, someone else to do. Yeah. Right. Now that's a whole segment in, yeah. in and of itself. I was going to say, that is, that's a you great point though. We know, yeah, we don't talk about that <laughs> I one. I might need to stay in contact. I do have a child that um, has special needs. So I am like in the process of learning um, and researching into all the different resources. Yes, it's, and it can be it's, overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Yes. And I think sometimes with the way that they set up the paperwork, mm. it can be massive. And it's yes. almost like they don't want you mm. to get the resources. You've got to like jump through hoops. Go, yeah, mm -hmm. Jump through so many hoops yeah. to get the resources. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, I, I'd have. Uh, other parent supporters kind of yes, helped me good. along the way. But Very good. I'm definitely like learning, but those are some great tips. I had not even thought about that. Like that absolutely, yeah. Um, there's stages, and each stage brings about a different challenge um, or opportunity, mm -hmm. I should say. And, and if you have a young child here in Georgia, I think it's the Katie Beckett waiver. Yep, mm. we have that. The Katie mm -hmm. Beckett waiver. Do all the things. I don't care how much it's in your bank account. Mm. And that goes back to that wealth creation, too, and trying to make sure that you create something for that child, um, like a trust that's mm -hmm. not because you don't want them to show all that money, but they need it. They need it. So they need that support. So there's, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a, my disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> okay. I'm stay in my lane, but I do understand from an estate planning standpoint, get that mm -hmm. will in place, mm -hmm. get that trust in place, get the life insurance in place, make the beneficiary, the trust and spell out your wishes clearly because mm. you don't want to leave that for other people to figure out. Yeah. And that child deserves better than that. That's so good. So good. Before we transition into rich and wealth, I do want to ask actually both of you, what are some tips, uh, words of wisdom that you would give for those that are in blended families and from any angle as a child, as a spouse or someone that is, you know, has a um, uh, your uh, your the father of your child or the mother of your child is in a blended family. You know what I mean? Like there are so many different dynamics there. So any words of wisdom that you would give because there I mean, there so common these days. So it's how's what's the best way to have a healthy blended family? Any mm. tips on that? Uh, be open to communication. Mm -hmm. And again, keep your feelings out of it. It mm. needs to be about keep your Lord help me. Yes. Keep, keep your, your feelings, feelings out, out of it. Of it. Um, listen, this is about Ooh. the kids. Love, yeah. love those kids more than you hate each other. Mm. And, um, mm. and, and and be about the business of raising these kids. That's good. Even if you hate or you don't disagree, mm -hmm. sometimes you need to take it aside. Mm -hmm. Don't tell that. Don't spit that poison to the child. Yeah. Because believe it or not, they still need that man mm -hmm. or they still need that woman. Mm -hmm. They need that nurturing. Mm. No one's perfect. No one has the playbook for raising a yeah. kid and each kid is different. But respect each other. Yeah respect each other and sometimes you got to respectfully disagree and move on stop wow. holding on to things that didn't work yeah move on that's good 
Very I, and good. I wish I could have said that back to me and my 20 something year old. So. <laughs> hey, you saying it to a 20 something year old now. So maybe hey, there's something else out there. This mm-hmm. is not the be all end all relationship. If it ain't working, it ain't working. If you're married, try to fix it. You mm-hmm. got the kids involved. Nobody, yeah. the kids didn't ask to be here. And believe me when I tell you this, I did try to make it work multiple times. But the great Maya Angelou said it best when they show you who they are. Believe them. Believe them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Believe them. Believe <laughs> and them. Love yourself enough to move on, ladies. Yeah. Move That's on. Good. You can do better. That's so for good. For yourself, y'all. for your children, do better. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'll say from a child's perspective, mm-hmm. because I grew up um, with a stepdad, and I would say he was very intentional mm-hmm. about treating me and my brother just like we were his own yes. there was no yeah. distinction right that Amen. we could we could even clearly see mm-hmm. um, he was my stepdad since i was like three years old so mm-hmm. wow he was the only one that i knew as dad or mm-hmm. daddy like i didn't even realize that yeah. he was my stepdad until i was <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe in middle school. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it's like, we have different names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know why I was so slow at figuring that out, but no. my my biological dad wasn't really mm-hmm. being intentional with being in my life. Mm-hmm. So, I think know. what makes a dad is being present. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because Absolutely. you are the seed planter doesn't mean that you're the one that's going to blossom that child mm-hmm. and make him grow. I think the person that's present and willing to pour into that child yeah. is the father. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a so choice. Again, my, there's a choice here. There's a choice. <laughs> a is, choice must be made. That's your daddy. Stepdad. Yeah. No, but um, that that's is my daddy. daddy. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Well, let's move on into rich in wealth, y'all. This is wow. This is a good one. So you've taken us a little bit on your career journey. I mean, like literally from having to work um, your way through your remaining years of college and getting your degree and everything as a single mom even. But what drew you to the field of finance? How how did you end up working with money and insurance and all those great things? It's kind of funny because you're right. So 20 years of my career was in the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. Legal dope deal. I love to say that. <laughs> I was selling slinging dope and it was legal. You were slinging. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I went from production sales, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and planning it and all of that. So it was a wonderful career. I got to see a lot and, you know, being a W-2 employee, it was mm-hmm. stable for us. Mm-hmm. We made a great living. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like I was not fulfilled mm-hmm. in that career. I mean, I think I had gotten to a point where I just wasn't passionate about it mm-hmm. anymore. Not that it wasn't a great job because it was, but it was me, not you, right? When you break it, <laughs> it's, 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 it's <laughs> it really was. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you know, so it was just something burning inside of me that I want to do something different, but I don't know what. Funny thing is, when I was in Albany State, my first internship was with State Farm. Wow. Okay. And I was, you know, early 20s and um, I was in the claim division in Albany, Georgia. So I lived in Albany, Georgia for about 15 years. And, you know, life would have it. It took me down a different path. And, and um, you know, now full circle, random on LinkedIn, I had a recruiter, a State Farm recruiter reach out to me, Alicia. And, uh, and she was like, you know, I know this is kind of random, but I think you'd be a good fit for this. And 
you get a lot of things on LinkedIn, right? Uh -huh. And you just kind of like fan them off. Eh, uh -huh. But this one caught my eye. First one, first, first of all, it was familiar because uh -huh. I, you know, had done it when I was a, a young one. And second of all, this was offering entrepreneurship. This is different. Remember, I was a W-2 employee. Yeah. And, you know, you're taught to go to school. You're taught to do that route. Uh -huh. You know, you're going to retire from this job and you're going to be there forever and ever, uh -huh. ever, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I thought, you know, was going to happen. And then when she, you know, brought about this idea of being a owner, well, this was intriguing. And I thought, well, wow, this is different. Yeah. So I started going down this path, going down this path while I was simultane simultaneously still in the corporate world. Okay. So on the side, I was like, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Dabbling over Dabbling here a little bit. Here. You know, mm -hmm. let me see what this is going on. You know, she's trying to holler at me over here. So <laughs> <laughs> let me see what's up. Uh, so, you know, I did. And I'll be honest, I let fear put me on pause. So mm -hmm. I had gotten so far in exploring this relationship mm -hmm. and it was like either do or don't. And I had gotten to the point where you're either going to do it or you're not. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, oh, wow, this, this is getting real. This is getting real. I don't want to put a ring on it just yet. Hold on. <laughs> hold so, on. Hold on. Cold feet. Oh, I got cold feet. Mm -hmm. So. I stopped and, you know, I was getting the opportunities in my email and, and I just was like, yeah. But one day it was like almost two years later, something uh, came to my email that was kind of close in proximity. Mm -hmm. And I and I talked to my husband. I was like, you know what? This has just been nagging on me. And every time I go down the interstate, I see this big state farm building. <laughs> like it was like just waving at you. Like, like just flirting at me. It was like flirting with me everywhere I went. Like, State Farm Arena, stop, you know, stop. Ooh, I love it. And I was like, you know, I, I really, this is nagging me. I really need to see what this is. Mm -hmm. So I had a long talk with my husband and I was like, you know, I think I want to look and see, I want to revisit this. Funny thing is when you start the process with, process with State Farm and you pass everything and you get a time zero, we'll mm -hmm. call it, right? Mm -hmm. And after that time zero happens, you have two years to do something with this opportunity or okay. poof, you turn into a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Right. So remember, I said it was two years ago almost. Yep. So this was September. I started to look at it again. I still needed three licenses to qualify. Mm. So I looked in the system. I had to dust off the cobweb. <laughs> ah, two years is coming up in November. This is September. Mm -hmm. I still got three licenses. I got to get like like six or eight weeks. Right. Wow. So I decided, you know what, if this is for me, it's for me. I'm going to gun it. Mm -hmm. I put a plan in place and I was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to do it this way. By November the 3rd, I'm going to have my licenses. November the 9th, I'm going to turn into a pumpkin, if not. Wow. <laughs> I got all those licenses by November the 3rd. My goodness. So I was like, this Ooh. must be meant to be. Yeah. He's opening all the doors oh, wow. up, allowing me to go, 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 mm -hmm. go. And I was like, ah, okay, I guess mm -hmm. this is happening. We'll put a ring on this thing. There you go. Make it official. I made it official, and here I am today. I um, love I'll it. be celebrating five years next year. Congratulations! Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I love right. it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, what specific protections would you say everyone should have? You kind of alluded to it mm -hmm. earlier when you were talking about wills and estates and different things. What would you say you absolutely need to make sure you have in place um, as mm -hmm. it relates to financial stability and why? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a lot of things you need to have in place. So mm -hmm. think of it when you think about protection, there are many tools in the toolbox, mm -hmm. right? 
So I'm going to speak on what's what what's in my lane. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to talk about the wills and the trust. We we touched on that. We did. Not, mm-hmm. I don't have an authority to to speak on that mm-hmm. in in detail. But what I can say from a life insurance standpoint, when you're thinking about protecting your family, mm-hmm. you have two major types of life insurance, and and we talked about that a little bit before the show. Some people don't realize, you know, what type should I have and what, what's out there? Mm-hmm. And can I afford it? Can I not afford it? You know, all these mm-hmm. different questions. So I want you guys, I'm going to simplify it as best I can. Okay. I want you to think about it under two different umbrellas. One is temporary. One is a permanent okay. umbrella. Okay. So think of it like renting a, an apartment versus owning a home. Mm-hmm. They, and so rental properties have its purpose. So when you think about life insurance and it being rental, we're talking term insurance. Got it. So the word term by definition is for a defined period of time. Mm -hmm. So you know you can't have it forever. Mm -hmm. That's the word term. So when you rent a policy, there's a reason why you want to rent a policy. So you're in the prime of your life. You're rearing children. You're in your childbearing years and you're you're trying to raise Mm -hmm. children. Or you have a husband and there's two people uh, with income. That you're depending mm-hmm. on to hold that house down. Mm-hmm. That's why you want temporary insurance. So during that period of time, I call it you're you're mitigating the risk of an unexpected death during the period of time that you're climbing the hill of life. Makes sense. Okay. And you happen to roll backwards on that hill. Mm. Roll backwards mean an unexpected heart attack. Mm. He was 30 years old. Nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. A car accident take people out all the time. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not going to discriminate based on age. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that can take you out the game early. So what do you have in place if you know? So think about two people holding that house down. Mm-hmm. If one person should fall, life insurance stands, stands in that person's place. Because usually if one person falls and there's nothing there, the house is now lopsided. Yeah. You may lose that house. Right. Uh, you may have to now take on two or three jobs. Whereas before you were just taking on one. Now you got latchkey kids. Because you're taking on two or three jobs. You're not home at night. Wow. So who's raising those kids other than, you know, Xbox mm-hmm. or what's it? PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Or who's talking to your kid that you don't know you're mm-hmm. talking to your kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So all these things can happen. What about that college fund? Mm-hmm. You can't do that now because now you're trying to keep, you know, you just yeah. trying to take, make, you know, make, make ends meet. Yeah. That's term insurance. Okay. It's plain vanilla ice cream. You can get basic. <laughs> Hot, big levels, you know, big coverage for a small mm-hmm. amount of money, no mm-hmm. sprinkles. Mm-hmm. That's term. <laughs> yep. So under term, you have basic vanilla ice cream term. Yes. And then you have term on steroids. Okay. So what is term on steroids? That's return of premiums. Okay. Mm. So when you're talking about return of premiums, you know, when you think about over here, when you're leasing, you know, at the end of the lease, the odds of you getting your money back is almost nil. Yeah. Not enough. You ain't getting it, okay. Mm-hmm. You just pay for risk mitigation. Mm-hmm. Peace of mind is what you pay for. Mm-hmm. But return of premiums, although it costs a little bit more than that vanilla ice cream, I'll put a little sprinkles on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means at the end, it might have cost you a little bit more for those sprinkles. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If you don't pass away at the end of that term, mm-hmm. we're going to give you all your money back. Wow. So if you didn't die, you win the prize. And you can money. do okay. that on term insurance. Term insurance. Got it. That's okay. Under that umbrella of temporary, but just a little bit better than the vanilla ice mm-hmm. cream. Because now at the end of it, if I didn't die, I'm getting all my money back. And that is, you said that's wow. called premium? Return of premium. Return of premium. ROP. Wow. All right. So all of that's temporary. So one costs a little bit more than the mm-hmm. other. 
But if you're hedging your bets that God's going to keep you here a long mm -hmm. time, but I want to make sure just in case, you know, at the end, I get all my money. If I don't, my, my family gets the money. That's that, good. Big, that big umbrella protection. Yeah. So now that's temporary. So let's Got talk it. about that permanent house that mm -hmm. I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. So the other umbrella you're renting. Now over here, we're going to buy this house. So we know houses appreciate in value, mm -hmm. right? So they're going to go up in value. We know houses, you can loan, get a loan against it, the equity, right? Mm -hmm. So now I want you to think about, use that same example for whole life insurance. Okay. So whole life insurance, you know, think about when you outlive that term and I, I pray you do. So if you outlive that term insurance over here, if you had gotten toll in parallel, right? Not saying it's too late to do it later, mm -hmm. but if you can do it the earlier you are, getting life insurance, think of it like it's on sale. Okay. So the sooner you get life insurance, it's going to be cheap, cheaper mm -hmm. for you, right? Mm -hmm. You're healthy, you're young, mm -hmm. you're low risk. You don't have all of these, you know, yeah. things going on with you. You can get it cheaper. You can get life insurance, whole life on a child as young as 14 days old. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't realize that. So, you know, for me as your risk mitigator, I mm -hmm. want you guys to understand your options. Think of it like an insurance menu. I'm telling you what's on the menu. If you Got don't know it. what's on the menu, you don't know you're supposed to order it. Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't sound like it's something that you want because you don't know about it, right? That's true. So if I, if your insurance agent is not educating you on your options, you might want to come see me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just keeping it real, right? You want someone, you don't want just 1-800, hey, you got full coverage, let's go. And you don't really know what that means. Mm -hmm. And that's another topic too. And I'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. So back, so keep it on, keep it on subject whole life is something that your premiums will never change on you because mm -hmm. over here on this rental property every time the lease is over and they renew that lease your lease is going up right mm -hmm. same thing with term so if you got a if you got a term at say age 20 and it's 30 year term mm -hmm. at age 50 well your 50 year old self is going to be different than that 20 year old self yeah it's going to be higher so every time that lease expires you have the option to renew up before a higher price mm -hmm. okay Hold. Now go back over here. Once you lock in on that premium for whole life, that permanent policy is yours until God calls you home. That premium does not change. That premium, the only thing will change as long as you're paying your premiums as agreed. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. As long as you're paying your premiums as agreed, the only thing that will change is the cash value that accumulates inside that policy. Wow. Okay. By way of dividends. Now I have to put a disclaimer out here dividends are not guaranteed mm -hmm. okay yeah. anybody that tells you dividends are guaranteed you need to run the other way okay because that's not wow. true you can't legally say that okay but in the 100 year history of state farm they've never not paid out those dividends okay mm. so that should give you assurance so when you're signing up for protection for your family you want to know that the company that you're signing up is actually going to be available on that terrible day yeah for your family so know who you're signing up for right okay so back to the whole life, once you once you lock in on those premiums, they're yours for the rest of your life. Mm. That policy belongs to you. All right. So from a state farm standpoint, a pure whole life and I'm going to put pure whole life endows at age 100. So if you make it to age 100, mm -hmm. you win the prize. You can stop paying us. <laughs> oh, wow. It's your policy. Now. There are different types under this umbrella over here, mm -hmm. right? We talked about one, which is a pure whole life. That's mm -hmm. when they accumulate cash value throughout the life of that policy. Mm -hmm. Then you have limited pay whole lives. Okay. That means the house, instead of your mortgage being until you're 100, it can be 10 years. It can be 15 years, 
right? It can be 20 years. Mm -hmm. And at the end of whatever term you signed up for, it belongs to you forever. Got it. Those are usually more expensive than the pure. Yes. Got it. It's a little bit more expensive, but think of it this way. If you are, for example, I just had a granddaughter, right? Mm -hmm. Congratulations. She just turned one. (laughs) When she was two months old, as a gift to my granddaughter, I gave her a 10 pay policy, limited $100,000, right? So by the time she's age 10, she's got to pay up whole life for the rest of her life. That's amazing. But even more amazing than that, even though I'm done paying for it at age 10, it still accumulates cash value as if I'm still paying. Y'all for need it. to start giving them kind of gifts. I'm just saying that's a good gift right there. That's, <laughs> that's a, a gift that keeps giving. It really is. So if you're going to come with the diapers, come with the life policy as well. Come on. <laughs> wow. They're going to outgrow those policies. Yeah. I mean, those, those diapers but they're not going to outgrow this. Mm. As a matter of fact, this policy is something they can actually sink their teeth into mm-hmm. when they get to be of age. Now, she's not going to know she's a boss baby on the playground, mm-hmm. then, right? She's not going to know mm-hmm. that. But I promise you when she's 30, she's going to come back and say, thank you. Say exactly. Like, thank you, Nana. She can use those <laughs> cash. Exactly. She can use those cash dividends to open her first business. Wow. Or she's going to buy that first home. Mm-hmm. The mortgage company is going to see that on the asset side of the balance sheet and not the liability side of the That's balance good. sheet. That's good. So that could be the difference of her DTI and, and you know, and qualifying for that house. Mm. But she got options. That's really good. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would have never thought to do that for a child, for a baby. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. The little things you know that can change the trajectory of your wealth, mm-hmm. your generation. Mm-hmm. It's a paradigm shift. You know, knowledge is power. Yeah. I didn't know until I became an agent. How did that happen? You know, how did it happen? Had someone told me this mm-hmm. the way I'm telling you this, I would have done it when they were babies. Mm. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Because they'll never be age zero again. That's the cheapest you can get it mm. at age zero. Think about that. So if you got a four year old, you yeah. got a 10 year old, it's not too late. There's never too late, right? That's so good. But they, you know, you've skipped, let's say, for example, God forbid they get a, you know, a, a mm-hmm. diagnosis that's um, incurable mm-hmm. at age 30 something, and you've locked that in. What you've mm-hmm. done, you froze their insurability mm. at a tender age. No one can take that from them. I don't care what terrible diagnosis is rendered. Yeah. They got life insurance. Wow. Okay, y'all. Two things I, I want to talk about. One thing that sparked when you were talking about assets versus liabilities. I think oftentimes um, we aren't educated on what legitimate assets are. Mm. We buy new cars. We buy clothes. We you know, have the latest and greatest with this, that, and the other. All of these are depreciating. Right. So... How do we identify assets and how do we tap into investing in them sooner rather than later? Assets are your house is Mm -hmm. an asset. Your house is appreciating in value. It's Mm -hmm. going to be something that you can draw from if you need to later. Mm -hmm. You can sell it and pull the money out. Yeah. That's an asset. Mm -hmm. Cars depreciate as soon as you get off the lot, you've lost five (laughs) or ten thousand dollars. But you gotta have it. Yeah. But do you have to have a hundred thousand dollar car? Mm. I don't know. If you pee did it, yeah, you can. You can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. I, so I, I want to say, stay in your lane right there. Mm. You know, you don't have to always look the part. You'd rather be driving that Toyota mm-hmm. and have twenty thousand dollars, you know, in mm-hmm. stocks and bonds that's appreciating in value over time, versus something that you can you really afford it. Yeah. You know, think about the total cost of ownership when you are deciding on things. You know, when you buy, if you're going to, anybody can have a, um, 
a luxury car. Mm. Do you agree? Anybody can get a luxury car. Yeah. But the trick to having it is you can you maintain it? That's the key. <laughs> can you maintain Let's just it? start with the gas. I'm, right. Something as simple as the gas. Just don't take the regular gas. Yes. It don't. Right. You know? So, or repair, oil change. That's real. Exactly. The wow. insurance. That, well, there you go. <laughs> yep. There you go. Don't act brand new when you call yeah. insurance is X, Y, and Z. But yeah. Don't go get the Corvette. Don't, mm -hmm. don't do it. You have an electric car. Don't mm -hmm. you have to buy it? Or you don't have to, but don't you? Most people buy the like the. Oh, the charger. Chargers mm -hmm. and... That's an investment. Mm -hmm. So understand what you're signing up for and make sure you can afford it. At the end of the day, understand your cash flows in and out. Mm -hmm. Get you a good financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Understand, you know, what, what, what do you need to invest yeah. in at this stage of your life? It just really depends on where you are in life and what yeah. you can afford. Wow. But make way for it early so you don't commit that money in mm -hmm. areas of nonsense. Yeah. Because then once you commit to the nonsense, it's hard. To, it's kind of hard to back out that money. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for such a detailed and, and simple explanation behind the different types of insurance. I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times on our show, but honestly, I think you did such an excellent job of bringing clarity. So thank you for that. Um, what are some other types of coverage that are essential for, I would say, young working adults, you know, that are preparing to one day retire? Absolutely. Um, so I can, oh, there's so many. Um, when you're talking about, can I start with the auto insurance? Yes, please. Because people here in Atlanta love their automobiles. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about that briefly. And then I'm going to yeah. talk about some things that the audience may have never even heard of before mm -hmm. that they need and don't even know they need because mm -hmm. they've never heard of it before, right? Yeah. So the auto insurance is, um, is an area I want people to understand liability. Mm. Liability takes care of the other guy if God forbid you're the person at fault for their injuries and property damage, mm. you care about the other guy people. Yeah. Cause when you, when you throw out the word, I have full coverage, I got full coverage. It's such a misnomer. Mm. You're covered up to the limits on your policy. And state of Georgia says that to be legally driving these roadways, all you need is 25, 50, 25. Now let me break that down. What that means. Mm. The first $25,000, if you hit someone, that's for one person's bodily injury. Mm -hmm. the, the second number, 50000 is for multiple bodily injuries. No mm. matter how many people are hurt on that one occurrence, that's an aggregate number. We're only going to shoot you a check for $50,000 for everybody. Wow. Right? And the last number is $25,000 for property damage. Now, let's think about an example of that. God forbid you're, wow. you get distracted, you're going down 75. Yeah. And you look up, the person next to you is now veering into the median because mm -hmm. of your distraction, your error. Okay. Now this person or multiple people are hurt. Maybe they're being airlifted to Grady. Mm. God forbid. Maybe one or two don't make it. Maybe one of those people were the breadwinner of the home. Wow. And if they did make it, maybe they're in surgery now. Maybe they got multiple months of recovery ahead of them. Maybe mm -hmm. they are, now they got lost time at work, mm -hmm. lost wages. It's your fault. Now, do you think $25,000 is enough to make that situation right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely not. Not How at about all. $50, not no. at all. No, but people don't understand that because people are so full coverage, full coverage. I mm -hmm. hate it. I wish they scratch it. Mm. Stop it. Educate the people about what they really have. Because if you're driving around in a Mercedes or a Cadillac or Audi or what have you, these higher end cars, and you got $25,000 to protect the other guy. 
Let's say they have one of those type cars. And in Atlanta, we love our cars. Let's be honest. We do. We do. Yes. They yes. love their cars. Whether they can, they leasing them, they own them, whatever. Yeah. whether they, they got them. Okay? They flexing, they, they, they flossing, them. all they of that. Mm -hmm. So whether, however they got it, they got it. The car's still worth what it's mm -hmm. worth. So if you hit a Cadillac, for example, in your $25,000 of property mm -hmm. damage you got, do you think they can come after you for the balance? My Lord. We're going to cut you a check. We're going to cut the other people a check for $25,000 because that's what you got. My Lord. So if the Cadillac's worth $100,000, you got twenty five. dollars mm -hmm. Who's going to eat this other seventy five? dollars mm. Y'all are. <laughs> so you need to understand auto insurance as a baseline. Got it. Understand what you have, what you're mm -hmm. working with, mm -hmm. and how much risk you want to take on because then you're self-insuring anything after that $25,000. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. So understand that. So lawyers can get very vicious. Uh, this is a very litigious state. And if you really if that situation I just described really happens and it's your fault. Mm -hmm. Well, you just changed that person's whole life. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you think they can sue you for, you know, lost wages? Mm. Can they put a lien on your house? Mm. Can they garnish? I your know. I'm like, I need to go check my policy right now. Lord. <laughs> can Jesus. they garnish your wages? <laughs> Ooh, my you got Lord. A job. Did you get income tax mm. checks? You know, are you expecting a big refund? Yeah. That you just did this damage over here? Wow. Yes. They can come for they can come for you. So be careful when you're out here flexing. Make yeah. sure, make sure you got the right amount of coverage, people. That's good. So that's auto insurance. Okay. okay. I wanted to really spend a minute. Ooh, on that. Let me exhale. That was a lot. I'm like, y'all, y'all weren't ready for this. Make sure I'm looking both ways on the way home. Lord <laughs> yes, Jesus, we're not trying to buy no Audis or Cadillacs. Okay. okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Carry on. Next. 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 So mm -hmm. in Atlanta, I wish it were le um, a law, actually, for everybody to have a plup. A plup. A plup. Anybody heard of I've a plup? I've never heard of that. What is that? Personal liability umbrella protection policy. Oh, covers the cars as well as the house. Now, the underlying limits you must have on all the cars in the household is 250, 500, 100. It doesn't cost as much as you guys think. Mm, okay. Okay. We kind of reward you for being safer. Wow. If you got those type of limits. Mm -hmm. If you have a home in that, but anyway, that's a, that's another topic. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Plup, if God forbid, playing on the, the last example, mm -hmm. if God forbid something like that were to happen and they come after you, this umbrella opens up. Once you run out of limits on the car and given that type of situation, you will. Yeah. Once you run out of that 250-500, now this plup opens up at no less than a million. Mm. Okay? Doesn't cost that much either. Depends mm. on your situation, of course. If you got young drivers in the household, if you're below, if you got tickets, you can't even probably get it. I think you got to wait some time. But either way, it gives you that much more layer of protection between everything you worked hard for in life. Wow. I have two million. So I tell people all the time, you got to eat through two million dollars before you hit my home, mm -hmm. before you hit my or garnish my way. Yeah. So it's risk mitigation for me. It's peace of mind for me, knowing that if mm -hmm. God forbid that happens, mm -hmm. you know, you got state farm lawyers in the in the courtroom. I'm wow. not having to crack open my 401k for that situation. I'm not having having to go mm -hmm. get a home equity loan mm -hmm. to fight that fight. You know what I mean? So, you know, understand what you have available, I, the triangle of protection, mm -hmm. you know, protect your family, life insurance, health insurance, you know, protect that home where the people, you know, you've worked hard for this house, yeah. by the way. You're, that's probably the most expensive thing that you put in place. 
make sure you have that term life insurance just in case you pass away to make sure your family can pay that off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get you some disability insurance because a lot of people, believe it or not, lose their home because they're disabled suddenly. Wow. Now they're only getting 60% of their wages mm -hmm. where they were getting 100%. And hey, I don't know about y'all. I need 150% of my wages if I can right. get it. So if we go down to 60%, there's a problem. Houston, there's a problem. So think about all the things that you can put in place. Budget accordingly. You know, think about how you're spending money mm -hmm. and find the money to make sure that your family is going to be good if something, God forbid, happens in that way. So the triangle is life insurance, life insurance or health insurance or and then auto so home. Am I saying are those the three? Sounds like it. Yep. Okay, that's what I was like. So think of it okay. this way: the pillar you got to mm -hmm. close all the ends, right? Okay. And your family's in the middle. So if you got you know a hole open here, life mm -hmm. insurance, you have an unexpected death, you might lose that house. Got it. You have an unexpected disability, mm -hmm. you might lose that house because now mm -hmm. the income just went down drastically. Unexpected. Nobody's expecting to be disabled. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, that's why it's you know an accident. Mm -hmm. And then over here, you got your auto and your home insurance. God forbid the house burns up, you know, God forbid a tree falls on the house or God forbid you have that accident I talked about earlier. Yeah. There's that pluck. You know, you want to make sure that you close all those gaps mm -hmm. again to protect your family and everything you worked hard for. Because mm. you could say, you know, I'm good. I got, you know, I got 10,000, yeah. six months of income. In. You can drain that out quickly on a disability. Absolutely. You can drain that out quickly on lawyers. They won't even talk to you now, I think, without a retainer fee of five thousand dollars. <laughs> so do you want that to be upon you and mm. coming upon you to have to do that? Or do you want to make sure that I put, you know, this money in this risk mitigating bucket? Mm. I put a little bit in with the hopes of never having to pull out. But if I have to, I know I can pull a lot out because that's what you call insurance. Wow. It's risk mitigation. Y'all. Mm. This is, I don't know about you, my head is like, it's about to start smoking it a little bit. But this is this is great information. It's essential information that I think oftentimes we try to gloss, not even try to, but we just gloss over it because we don't want to think about, you know, bad things happening. We want to think about good things happening. But like you were saying, it's protecting what you've worked for. So mm -hmm. as, as you can see, we could clearly go on for this All for day. hours. But I do want to ask just, three things that you would recommend for someone that literally they're listening and their head's about to explode and they're like, I don't know where to begin. Where, what are the three things that they should start with as far as focusing for protecting what they've worked for, whether they're single mm -hmm. or married, but like what, what are some things, three steps that they can take to just start on this journey of preparing and protecting themselves? financially well that's 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 really good actually um and i can answer that probably a hundred different ways honestly um in my office i have something that i call insurance wellness reviews okay and there is no cookie cutter uh answer for mm -hmm. that honestly because someone can walk in that's in their 60s it's going to be a quite different conversation than someone in their 20s but mm -hmm. you ask for somebody young i would say you know make sure you're spending according to your means mm. Um, prioritize um, life insurance, mm -hmm. understanding that the general public is not responsible for your life. So that's where you see the GoFundMe's and you, yeah. know, you see, you know, people asking for you to yeah. uh, donate for the something that they didn't expect to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, we all know that we're going to be called home one day. Mm -hmm. That's not a party that you're going to. Everybody's got an RSVP to that party, right? Uh, you just don't know what time your party is going to start. Yeah. 
So you have to plan as if that party can start tomorrow, whether that child is zero or 18. Wow. So on the term, you can at least if you so let's say I can't afford it. I got mm -hmm. all these other things going on. Start with term. Basic vanilla ice cream. Somebody in their 20s can get a term for like I've seen $18. Wow. You know, pay for it for your kid. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> pay for it. Or put them on a rider because you can hold them on that rider until they're of age if they're young. Four mm dollars. -hmm. I think four or five dollars for a rider, a child rider that mm -hmm. you can put on your term policy. So That's if good. you can afford the term for you mm -hmm. and hubby, right? Maybe it costing you $30, $40, add the children on there mm -hmm. as well. Because we I, we don't ever want to think about a child leaving before. Yeah. No one wants to ever imagine it. It happens all the time. Mm. It happens all the time. Yeah. Look at the news. Read the news. Car accidents happen. Yeah. Straight bullet here. Kid was walking home and mm -hmm. the neighbor shot him because he went to the wrong door. Yeah. That's where we live in. That's where we at. Mm. So you pray, cover your child in the blood of Jesus, mm -hmm. protect them with life insurance, put it in place. It's one of those things that you hope you never need, but if you need it, you have it. And it doesn't cost that much. That's good. Prioritize that insurance over those Jordans. So if it means you got to go down to some Pumas, <laughs> you got to go down to Pumas. Don't hate on them Pumas, y'all. <laughs> them Pumas cute too, Thank okay? You. I got to pay them. <laughs> I, I love my Pumas. But look at how you're spending mm -hmm. and prioritize the money accordingly based on what you're, you're saying is important. If I ask anybody what's the most important thing to you, they're going to say their family. Mm -hmm. But you just gave me $200 for auto insurance mm -hmm. and we're the life insurance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where your treasure is, so shall your heart be. Wow. So understanding, realizing mm -hmm. that, because I'm not saying that to shade anybody, by the way. What yeah. I'm saying is... A lot of times we don't understand or we don't, we're not we're oblivious to our priorities. Mm -hmm. We're saying one thing, but our actions are speaking something different. Yeah. So do it up front. It's almost like putting money away in your 401k that you don't even see. Put it on auto pay. Put it in place. Forget about it. That's good. Very good. Whew. You have anything else before we close out? Um, I tell you. Awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for yes. your wisdom. Yes. Um, this is truly going to educate our listeners. Absolutely. I so. <laughs> uh, I'm going to definitely, my husband, he he edits the podcast, so I'm going to tell him, make sure you really listen to yes. it while you're editing it. Um, this was amazing. Amazing. And I know you're only like five years into having your own um, business, but what do you feel is next for you in this season? You know, actually, I joined the Rich Girls HQ. Yay! I, I really thought it was so dynamic. Uh -huh. I just, I love how they're leading mm -hmm. um, and they're they're they're, they're championing each yes. other. Yes, and everybody's winning. Yes, and let me tell you something: if your circle is doing the same thing as you, you need to change your circle. Mm. You need people in your circle that's doing exceptionally. Much yes. Um, and, you know, I also have such an uh, organization like the Southern Crescent Women in Business as well. Okay. I got to give a shout out to my girl. All right. Shaw, um, because she has been a trailblazer in the South and bringing women together and just really trying to, you know, make them see the value of networking, mm -hmm. and doing your business plan and really just leveling up on scaling your business. And so I'm always looking for ways, you know, in like minded people mm -hmm. to, to challenge me. And so for that reason, um, the Rich Girls HQ, I joined yes, shortly after. Very good. Um, what's next for Sherry? You know, one of the things, one of the first things they asked me to do was write down 20 wild prayers. Oh, amen. 
I did. Amen. <laughs> I did. And, you know, one of those things and, you know, strengthen that relationship with God, you know, have mm-hmm. more quiet time meditation there. But, you know, to enlarge my territory such that I can be more philanthropic so that I can Amen. expand upon, you know, that reach, influence people in a way that can be life changing. Be that example and be more transparent about my journey so others can see the blueprint so That's they don't good. have to, you know, repeat some of those same things that mm-hmm. I had, to, you know, to endure. So there's there's a lot on mine. Yeah. Um, but those are some of the top things. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Whew. Well, we could jump on. I was going to say, you want to go to Noble Character? Yes. There's more. So- <laughs> I know. <laughs> so a Noble Character is a segment where we like to give an opportunity to recognize a woman or women in the community wow. that's inspiring you or inspiring mm-hmm. others. Uh, just really being a role model in your life or other people's lives. So We want to give you the opportunity to recognize a woman of noble character. Wow. The the list is long, folks. I mean, it's like a scroll. That's great. I really feel like I've been blessed. Uh, God has really put me in circles and, you know, people of influence. And I don't think there's a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to start. Well, I'm going to start with my mother. You know, my mother, stoic, strong. I mean, she's had her challenges, but I got to say, she fought for me mm. and I didn't realize that as a, as a child. Yeah. Um, but now thinking back, I would not be here had it not been for her fight. Mm. And so for that, I will forever be grateful. I, I owe her my life. Um, you know, just be in the community. I, where do I start? Um, my fellow state farm agents. Wow. Um, those women are incredible. I have a state farm twin, Kim Mays, shout out to Kim Mays. <laughs> Uh, she's amazing. I and love I call it. her my baby sister, but she, you know, she, she helps me stay on my P's and Q's. Um, my sales leader that hired me, Princess Brown is amazing. Oh my gosh. It's God fearing women mm-hmm. that, you know, lead with the word. And, Amen. Um, and I got to give another shout out to Ariel Shaw. She has been inspiring, uh, the Southern Crescent women in business. Um, no one's perfect, but man, let mm-hmm. me tell you, she has opened doors and crashed down walls. I love so it. So I got to give a shout out to her. Um, Chairwoman wow. Carlotta Harold Harris in Henry County. Mm-hmm. Um, the mayor of McDonough, the first black mayor of McDonough, um, Sandra, uh, Mayor Sandra Vincent. Um, there's just so many uh, judges. Oh my God. Andrea Boyd, wow. uh, Chandra Lewis. Um, Holly Veal. I mean, there's so many. The list. I, I told you, I can go. I was gonna say you got to scroll have, for real. I don't have one. No, this is amazing. This you got to scroll. So well, first of all, share your mother's full name. Sarah Ann Devous. Share Sarah Ann Devous. You are a woman of noble character. <laughs> I know you mentioned. I was trying to catch a couple of them. Kim Mays. Oh yeah. Woman of yeah. noble character. Yeah. Princess Brown. Woman of noble she character. Is. And then you got a commissioner and a mayor in there. I think I missed some of them, but yeah, just share their names so we can officially name them as women of noble character. Ariel Shaw. Yes, Ariel Shaw. You are a woman of noble character. Listen, I got. I love I got it. A bling crew. I gotta shout out my bling girls, paparazzi. Ah, they're doing it on. If there's a ten, they're doing it on a hundred. Hey, okay, bling girls. I gotta give my bling girls a shout out, and uh, so that's Tyronica Carter, yes, Alicia Bowman, uh, DeBrasia, um, Hall. 
Um, I can't forget Alicia Williams. Yes. Incredible. You have an incredible tribe. That's incredible. awesome. They're incredible. Um, again, I got a whole scroll of women. I can I keep love going it. on and on and on. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone that I need to say. Um, I'll come back. That's okay. Yeah, I was going to say, if you if you think of them, you can put them in the chat. But then I also, too, want to make sure that you share your social media handle. Some are looking for an insurance agent or need to switch insurance agents because she just dropped some gems and educated us in ways that I haven't really experienced. So how can people reach you or contact you if they want to learn more or, you know, retain you as an agent? Absolutely. You know, I'm not mad at that if you want to do that. For mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> um, you know, Obviously, we are insuring the entire state of Georgia. So mm. although I, my office is in McDonough, the industrious McDonough, Georgia, um, you can call me anywhere in Georgia. I so Alabama and South Carolina as well. Um, you can find me. You can go to my website directly at www.sdd, and that's David David, yes. insurance.com. You can also find me on Instagram at your underscore agent underscore Sherry. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and that's Sherry DeVastanar State Farm. And um, I also, I'm also on Twitter. I'm not a big tweet person. I think yeah. I, even named it I know. It's X now. It's all. I'm Elon got X all over the place. It's all good. It's I'm all good. Wow. I love it. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all, we're wrapping it up. If you have not already gotten your merch, get your merch. We got mugs. It's getting a little chilly where we are. So if you want to get your hot cocoa, get your hot cocoa, your green tea, get your green tea, you know, or if you're working out in these streets and you're trying to, you know, keep, keep hydrated, you can get your water bottles for becoming Eva. We've got merch as well. Bags. Yes. Get, get your slides. They're comfortable too, y'all. They, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. They're comfortable. So get your slides and yeah. And rep. So yes. Time. Join us next time um, where we're going to have a special guest. Her name is Taquanda Miles. Yes. She was a recipient of Rich in Spirit. So join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Even Today. And we'll see you guys. Next yes, y'all. See you soon. I had some shout outs. That's <laughs> how I know. It's 